everyone praise the lord i hope you all are doing good uh, for today's uh, short time of meditation i would like to speak on having a christ like character or having this character of christ last uh, a few weeks uh, ago i spoke on having the attitude of christ and there we looked through the concepts of humility of uh, forgiveness love compassion and obedience so uh, today i would like to speak further on it uh, and like to speak from romans chapter 12 verse 9 to 21 but before i begin uh, i would like to uh, say this from romans chapter 12 verse 2 paul is reminding us do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so here paul is reminding us that if we have to be christ like then it means that we have to go against the world systems it means that if we uh, want to become like christ or if we want to have this character that jesus christ had then uh, the world might not appreciate us but as christians we should always strive to have this character of christ to be like christ and we should not follow the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of our mind we should constantly remind ourselves to be like christ to walk like christ and for that we need the grace of god so i want to turn your attention to romans chapter 12 verse 9 to 21 it's a long passage but i'll read it for you love must be sin- sincere hate what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in brotherly love honor one another above yourselves never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the lord be joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer share with god's people who are in need practice hospitality bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn live in harmony with one another do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position do not be conceited Do not repay anyone evil for evil be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone do not take revenge my friends but leave room for god's wrath for it is written it is mine to avenge i will repay says the lord on the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give him something to drink In doing this you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. Now in this passage we see several uh, points on how to have the character of Christ. Uh, though it is a an epistle that is written by Paul, we see that most of it is something all of this is something that we can reflect or learn from Christ and these are the characters that uh Paul is uh, addressing to the Christian believers and asking them to have so that uh, they can grow into perfection and be like Christ so uh, in verse 9 we see love must be sincere hate what is evil cling to what is good the first uh, ver- uh, the first part of that verse is love must be sincere now since we already spoke of love the brotherly love and Jesus command on love i do not want to elaborate on it but uh, here it says love must be sincere so uh, when it says sincere it means that uh, with all our heart not because we have to do it 
forcefully because Jesus told us so we are doing it forcefully but with all our heart love must be sincere without any ulterior motives so uh, it uh, it must be a sacrificial love uh, not to gain anything uh, so if it is a sincere love we would tend to give or to sacrifice more than thinking what's in it for me so uh, love must be sincere and uh, the next part is hate what is evil so hating what is evil helps us to stay away from sin now a born again christian is not a person who is become nice uh, or a person who is a religious man who has so many obligations that they are not supposed to do certain things but uh, a born again christian is a person whose affections have changed so uh, i once was a sinner i liked doing sin i found pleasure in doing sin but now i am a christian i am a believer in christ so i do not find pleasure in doing evil anymore i hate what is evil that is what uh, uh, it means here by saying hate what is evil so if we hate what is evil it helps us not to go towards evil or not to go towards sin uh, now there is a huge difference between uh, people who uh, have uh, or people who hate the consequences of evil and people who hate evil in itself now uh, some people do not sin because they fear the consequences of sin and some people do not sin because they hate that sin in itself now it is easier not to sin if you hate sin it is more difficult uh, not to sin or to stay away from sin if you only hate the consequences of sin Uh, so uh, here as christians what we are supposed to do is we should love god we should love what is good and we should hate what is evil uh, the next part is cling to what is good so clinging is grasping on to something or sticking closely to something so we are supposed to love good or embrace the moral goodness with all of our being uh, uh, in matthew chapter 5 verse 6 we see blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled so we should long for righteousness to long to do the right things or the good things so moral excellence begins by being right with god now uh, we should be like jesus christ himself because he is the essence of all the righteousness and goodness and he sincerely loved us and that's why he even sacrificed he even gave his own life for us so that is the Uh, amount of love or the sincerity that he had in his love and he hated the evil or the sin in people he though he loved the sinners he hated the sin in people and he is the essence of all righteousness and goodness so we have to be like him now in the uh, verse 10 we read be devoted to one another in brotherly love honor one another above yourselves so here we see about brotherly love now when paul writes this uh, this word brotherly love it means the love within the family or the family love now how do we love people with within our family we love them as our own or we we love them as if they they are our own people so uh, we love them with all our heart without any ulterior motives and uh, even here in uh, as christians we are all brothers and sisters in christ we are all children of god we are all adopted into one family now uh, though we were not worthy of it jesus christ came down he died for us on the cross he redeemed us from sin and that way 
God adopted us into His family. Now we are all uh, one in Christ. We are all brothers and sisters. And uh, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the first fruit, or is our elder brother. Uh, so uh, when we say we should be devoted to one another in brotherly love, it should be the purest form of love, the family love, uh, and uh, the one where we are ready to sacrifice, we are ready to help for each other, pray for each other, be with each other at all times. Uh, the second part of it is honor one another above yourselves. Now, honoring one another above ourselves happens only when we have humility or when we consider others greater than ourselves. True love pays way for uh, respecting and honoring the other person. So, only when we really love or only when our love is sincere can we actually honor our fellow brethren in Christ above ourselves. We, uh, only then can we keep aside our egos, our uh, selfish ambitions, uh, only when we uh, truly love them and only when we have this aim of honoring uh, someone above ourselves. Uh, most of the time uh, when a fight happens or, or, or when a cold war happens in the church, it happens because uh, a job is done and we do not get the due credit. And that is because we do not uh, tend to honor others above ourselves. But if we tend to honor our fellow brethren above ourselves, then we wouldn't mind even if uh, uh, so-called credit or honor is given to us for some work that is done. So uh, it would uh, lessen the amount of uh, amount of war or amount of uh, hatred between uh, the Christian brethren and it would increase the amount of peace within this Christian family. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 we see look at the interests of others uh, when, uh, not just the interests of yourselves. Now uh, when we look at the life of Jesus also he loved his disciples as his own. He, they, they were considered as his own brothers or as his own family. He took care of them. He went with them and uh, taught them and he was like this elder brother or a good master who took care of his disciples like his own family. And also we see Jesus washing the feet of the disciples that showed that uh, Jesus honored his disciples or he, he took the form of a servant. He honored them above himself. Verse 11 we read, never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Now sometimes uh, uh, the zeal that we have in the initial days of knowing the Lord dies off as the days pass by. What is zeal? Zeal is the great energy or the enthusiasm that we have in pursuing something. So uh, there is a sect of people called as the zealots that we see in the Bible itself. They were so zealous for the Lord that they were they were ready to do any extreme. But but that. Uh, the direction of their work was in a wrong way. So it was a dangerous kind of zeal. But here we see uh, zeal for the Lord. So uh, having the zealous uh, for, or being zealous for the Lord, uh, being ready to do any kind of uh, any step that the Lord asks us to do. So that is the zeal that we have. Uh, we should be having as Christians. Uh, we, uh, if we take Paul itself as uh, himself as an example, we see that he was so zealous before he became Christ or before he found Christ, he was so zealous as a Jewish person killing the Christians. But then once he met Christ or encountered Christ uh, on the road to Damascus, uh, Damascus he, his life 
changed completely and he became zealous for the lord and that jealousy or that he was zealous for the lord throughout his life and he uh, in the end he became a martyr for christ so it wasn't that uh, the first day of his conversion he was so zealous for the lord and then it just uh, died off it wasn't like that he was zealous for god throughout his life so in the same way we should have that zeal for the lord throughout our life and also uh, the second part says keep your spiritual fervor in serving the lord so uh, this uh, we can take that uh, the example of the soldier so uh, a soldier who is serving for our country is always ready for battle so in case the soldier takes one step back or he takes a day off and or he takes uh, some time off or he doesn't clean up his weapons or he is lacking uh, in zeal uh, to work uh, or in uh, to to be faithful in his work then uh, when the battle comes he wouldn't be ready so in the same way when we are serving the lord we should always be ready we should always have this spiritual fervor so uh, we should never uh, go down in our spiritual life we should always have this co- constant connection with the lord we should always be prepared uh, whenever the lord comes we should be taken up whenever some uh, difficult time comes we should be ready to stand for the lord whatever situation comes in our life in second uh, timothy chapter 1 verse 6 uh, paul is telling timothy fan into flame the gifts god gave you so so uh, even if uh, right now as you are listening to this if your spiritual life is going down if your connection with god is not uh, very good then i encourage you dear friends fan into flame the gifts god gave you have that spiritual fervor uh, uh, come back to god he is just one step ahead one prayer away so you can always come back to god and always have that constant spiritual fervor while you serve the lord even jesus christ did his best in doing god's will and serving him he always had that zeal in doing his father's will and whenever he spoke of the companionship between him and his father he always spoke with so much of uh, zeal and uh, with so much of passion in verse uh, 12 we read be joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer so the first part of it be joyful in hope in philippians chapter 4 verse 4 we read rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice so uh, when we look at that epistle of of philippians uh, we see that uh, throughout the four chapters uh, paul is mentioning about the joy in christ though it is an epistle of joy uh, we should realize that uh, this epistle was written when paul was in prison and paul is saying that i can do all things through christ who strengthens me so in all the situations in difficult times in good times in in luxury and in uh, poorness when you cannot afford anything so in all the situations uh, paul is saying that he still has hope in the lord and and his joy comes because of the hope he has in christ so as christians we should always put our hope in the lord uh, we should always Uh, be joyful and that joy is not a fake joy or uh, as christians we are not faking a joy or faking uh, the smile that we have on our faces but uh, it is because we have that uh, hope that is assured in christ jesus uh, also uh, 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 the second part is being patient in affliction so uh, being patient in affliction patience is a gift of the holy spirit it is also called as long suffering so it is waiting on the lord 
patiently waiting on the lord even when situations around might seem that nothing is going to work out now uh, afflictions or the sufferings that comes in our life is not to break us because god does not allow sufferings to break us but it is for our own good because in romans chapter 5 verse 3 we read suffering produces perseverance perseverance produces character and character produces hope and hope prepares us for the future glory so as christians our main aim is to uh, be uh, to be with christ uh, to spend eternity with him and if we do not have the character for that if uh, then we wouldn't be prepared uh, to receive that eternal uh, life so uh, this uh, sufferings that we have produces good character in us if we uh, tend to uh, be in god's uh, hand or if we uh, submit ourselves under god's mighty wings during this time of suffering and not rebel against him so then uh, we we can uh, surely say that sufferings would uh, is only for our own good and for our uh, for our uh, character development now uh, when we look at the life of jesus also he was joyful so in uh, uh, considering the uh, crucifixion uh, before he died in J- uh, in uh, john chapter 17 we see jesus praying uh, to his uh, father in heaven uh, considering all the believers and uh, he is saying uh, he is praying for the believers and has that hope that uh, his crucifixion is for the deliverance of all these believers or all the people who are going to believe in him in the future uh, that is the hope that he had uh, and he also during uh, this time of crucifixion he waited patiently though he had the power to actually uh, push away all the soldiers or he could call the angels and fight against the soldiers who came to arrest him but then he waited patiently because he knew that it was god's will and he knew that this would only produce good towards the end it was for the salvation of the uh, human kind the third part here we see is be faithful in prayer now we are supposed to be faithful in prayer we are supposed to pray without ceasing we are supposed to always have this constant connection with god prayer is having com- uh, communication with god so uh, that is supposed to be a constant thing in our life now when we look at the life of jesus also jesus prayed in solitary places we see jesus praying in gethsemane before uh, he was arrested so uh, when we look at the life of jesus uh, that is one character that he had he always uh, talked to his father in heaven so in the same way we are supposed to always pray pray without ceasing we are always supposed to have this constant connection with god verse 13 we see share with god's people who are in need practice hospitality now share with god's people who are in need how do we know who is in need for that we need to open our eyes and ears we we are supposed to look around to know the needs of the people we are supposed to look uh, or search for those who are in need so that we can go and help them we are we are supposed to be proactive in doing that and when people come and uh, we are supposed to be approachable such that people will come and share about uh, the difficulties that they are going through and we are supposed to be open uh, listen to the people around us listen to our fellow brethren we are in that uh, fellowship that we have as christians we are uh, we are to obliged to uh, help one another in need we are supposed to be ready to help now when we look at the first century christians and the fellowship that they had we read that they sold everything that they had and they gave it 
they helped each other they helped the widows they helped the poor people in their community and that is one uh, uh, one outcome of the brotherly love that we read earlier the love that the sincere love that uh, that is ready to give more than it is ready to receive and uh, the, the second part of this verse says practice hospitality hospitality again is a virtue which is an outflow of love in hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 we read like this do not forget to entertain strangers for by doing so some people have entertained angels without knowing it so we see uh, we know uh, whom it is talking about uh, when we look at the life of abraham he was a very hospitable man so he uh, he uh, he uh, offered hospitality to strangers and uh, later did he know that it was the angels that he was uh, giving food to or he was taking care of uh, in in 1 peter chapter 4 was 9 we read like this offer hospitality without grumbling often times we do help people we are uh, 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 helping the strangers or we are uh, inviting people home or we are being hospitable but uh, we do that just because we are christians so we do that as a burden and that that's not how it's supposed to be we are not supposed to grumble while we help people or we uh, or while we are being uh, we are showing hospitality we are supposed to be doing it cheerfully when we look at the life of jesus also he looked he saw the need of people he looked around uh, the people who came uh, towards him asking him for help uh, when we look at uh, the incident where he healed Uh, the blind bartimaeus we see that though there were people who were trying to stop bartimaeus from reaching jesus christ jesus stopped there and he uh, heard the cry of bartimaeus and he healed this blind man because he saw the need of this blind man in the same way we see that he had compassion he was uh, he had hospitality he fed the people uh, one example that we see is Jesus feeding the 5000 men with five loaves and uh, of bread and two fish so he uh, looked around uh, saw the need of the people had compassion and helped them so in the same way as christians we are supposed to help people look uh, look around and uh, practice hospitality the uh, 14th verse uh, that we read is bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse now uh, as christians we are supposed to meet persecution always with a prayer for those who persecute us now uh, for real christians for the people who really follow christ or uh, the disciples of jesus who follow the word of the lord persecution is inevitable uh, be it at a large scale or a small scale uh, be it as a small insult that uh, we face from our friend circle or uh, people coming and killing us because uh, or uh, being ma- martyrs for the lord be it at whatever scale it is persecution is inevitable but we are we are never allowed to hate those who persecute us we are never allowed to curse those who persecute us we are always asked to bless those who persecute us to pray for those who persecute us to love those who persecute us uh, in matthew chapter 5 verse 44 we read love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you but if we do not love our enemies if we hate our enemies then there's no difference between us and the uh, people of the world uh, jesus uh, set this example by praying for those who persecuted him stephen set this example by praying for uh, uh, or asking for the forgiveness of those who persecuted him uh, so we are always supposed to bless those who persecute us and not curse them 
In verse 15 we read rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Now we can truly rejoice with those who rejoice only when our love is pure and sincere. Uh, so as Christians we are supposed to rejoice on uh, our, uh, the overflow of Christ's love. Uh, Christ's love should overflow from our uh, life and we should never be jealous or we shouldn't fret when somebody else is uh, having a good uh, face of their life or somebody has an answered prayer. Even when we are praying for the same prayer matter and when we are waiting on the Lord for our prayers to be answered, when our fellow brethren receives an answer for that particular prayer in their life, we are supposed to truly rejoice. Uh, as Christians, we are supposed to do that. And uh, also it says mourn with those who mourn. So uh, we should understand the people who are grieving. We should be sensitive to their situation. We shouldn't be insensitive. We shouldn't uh, say things that might bring them more harm or cause them more hurt. Uh, we should always be a comfort to them, support them, listen to them. Uh, so we see in John chapter 11 verse 35 that Jesus wept along with Mary and Martha at Lazarus' tomb. But also we see that Jesus rejoiced with those who rejoiced. We see the wedding at Cana where Jesus went to celebrate uh, a marriage. So Jesus rejoiced with those who rejoiced and mourned with those who mourned. In the same way we are supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. In verse 16 we see live in, uh, in harmony with one another. Do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. So what are the things that break harmony or unity? Uh, so, uh, things like ego issues, vented up frustration and lack of love etc. We are supposed to correct these things. We are the body of Christ. Uh, we are uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 we read that the body of Christ is like one body and many parts. There are many roles. Uh, the hand has a different role, the leg has a different role, but then the, it has to function harmoniously, otherwise it would be a disaster. Now uh, in Psalm uh, 133 verse 1 we read how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in uh, unity. So uh, we are supposed to live in harmony with one another as Christian brethren. Uh, we see uh, Jesus lived in harmony with his father in heaven, also he lived in harmony with his disciples. Uh, the second part of this verse is do not be proud. Now pride is the opposite of humility and it is the most dangerous virtue that a Christian can ever have. It is the first, uh, pride was the origin of sin. So the, the, the thing, the virtue that caused the first sin was pride. Uh, in uh, uh, The third part is associate with all people, all kinds of people, people of uh, uh, low position or people who do menial work. So do not hesitate as Christians. Everybody is equal in God's eyes. Everyone in the church is equal. Uh, there is uh, there is no division between a master and a slave or a master and a servant or the rich and the poor. Everybody is equal in God's eyes. So in the church we are not supposed to show any kind of, diso uh, uh, kind of division we are supposed to associate with all kinds of people. We are not supposed to oppress the poor or show favoritism to the rich, but we are uh, supposed to associate with everyone, love everyone sincerely, love everyone equally. Jesus associated with the tax collectors and the socially uh, outcast people. Uh, so we are supposed to learn from Jesus. Uh, in verse 17 we read, do not pay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. So do not pay evil for evil. 
do unto others what you want them to do unto you so if uh, if somebody did evil unto, uh, to us we are not supposed to pay back evil we are not supposed to ask for revenge because it says in verse 19 again that the vengeance is the lord's we are supposed to live right in the eyes of everybody now we as christians are ambassadors of jesus christ here on earth and we might be the only gospel that people around us will read so as christians we are supposed to live an exemplary life uh, we are supposed to show christ in our life uh, jesus while he lived on earth he lived an exemplary life he uh, he was the example of how uh, we are supposed to live as christians so uh, as christians we also are supposed to live an exemplary life be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody and in verse 18 it says if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone peace again is a gift of the, or the fruit of the holy spirit and uh, we can have peace with others only when we first have peace with god and it says do your part in maintaining peace there might be people who uh, whatever you try they might come and uh, uh, do the wrong things towards you but as as long as it concerns you from your part live at peace with everyone uh, in verse 19 to 21 we read that we we are not supposed to take uh, uh, revenge uh, because vengeance is the lord's but instead of taking revenge uh, for the people who have done evil against us we are supposed to do good to them uh, when we look at the life of jesus uh, there were soldiers who came to arrest jesus uh, uh, and uh, take him to the cross Uh, and there we see uh, peter cutting off the ear of a servant named malchus but what did jesus do there uh, jesus went and healed that man he did good to somebody who came to arrest him so that is something that we have to learn from jesus christ we are supposed to overcome evil with good do not uh, repay evil for evil but overcome evil with good uh, so these are the things some of the things uh, characters that we see in christ and some of the characters that we are to have as christians as christians our aim is to be perfect like jesus christ in ephesians we read uh, that we are supposed to grow in perfection like how jesus is perfect so though it is difficult uh, when we look at uh, the human way uh, humanly it is very difficult but then it is possible only by god's grace so as christians let us always Uh, uh let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind let us not be conformed to the pattern of this world but look to christ he is the author and finisher of our faith look to him look at his character learn from him have christ like character and glorify god amen